Okay, welcome back to Faith Moving Forward. Um, this is part two of our interview with Apostle Liberty Heiss and Spirit Move Ministry. The last one was amazing. Hearing everything that Liberty went through in her upbringing and her childhood, you can see why she is so powerful she is now. But we're going to get into all that now and what happened after she became saved and how that pushed her towards ministry and how that all came about. So let's get into that now. It's uh, unbelievable how God gave you the right information, the right, you know, through your boyfriend's parents, Pentecostal parents telling you, and this pastor, I guess, telling you to the blood of Jesus or use the name of Jesus and how there's power in that. And you weren't even saved at the time. No. Yeah, you must have been shocked at the power there was in, in saying, you know, rebuking these demons in the name of Jesus, that must have just been a shocker for you. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they obeyed me. Yeah, wow. Just by his name. That they is... had to obey, even though I wasn't saved. Yeah, that that's interesting. There's there's yeah. a, there's a sermon there, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so you got saved. That is cool. And, you know, hearing all that, it really helps me, and I understood, but now I understand even more why yeah. you are doing the things you do now. And, I mean, you're no-nonsense yeah. now. I mean, I love you, it. you go at things. You're not on defense, yeah. you're on offense. And I think God is trying to raise the body of Christ and know who we are in him. So many don't realize, ignorantly stumbling through life. And the beautiful thing about you, and as we've followed you and listened to you, you know who you are in Christ Jesus. You know the yeah. authority that you have in him, and it's all him. You constantly give him the glory for anything that comes, you know, the works being undone yeah. of Satan's and the kingdom advancing. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful thing how you just like, you remind me of staying out of his way, but being a completely yielded vessel and saying, let's go. I'm all ears. I'm all in, Lord. I'll do your yeah. whatever you put before me. And thank you from representing here the body of Christ. So thank you for being willing to give God your I'm all in and just giving him constant glory and and helping to warn and prepare the body for what's what's ahead and keeping everybody abreast of what he's speaking to you. I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> once you got saved, then... Tell us a little bit about how it led up to Spirit Move Ministry and how that all came about. Yeah, I just went, um, I immediately started going to um, uh, the Pentecostal church of the pastor that I had met met with and uh, started being all in and just was uh, literally, I can't even tell you, I was so on fire. Um, (laughs) I bet. After my experience and knowing in that one moment that God was all powerful, it was all real, the Bible's real. If, yeah. if I rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ and demons have to obey me, then that makes the Bible real. Yep. Beautiful. The whole, everything's real. And it's none of it's a myth, it's real. And so I literally had all that, like, put. he put it all in me in that one moment, and I just literally became a massive fireball. And... Um, I went right in and started being discipled. I started teaching um, the kids ministry, 
you know, working wow. in the nursery, doing, doing all the things. Uh, I didn't have my first son until uh, a year later. And so um, I didn't did get pregnant with him until after I was saved. And so, but basically I had my three sons, but that whole time, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. Just a fireball. I, <laughs> I was all in. Love I it. went to sleep thinking about Jesus. I woke up thinking about Jesus. I devoured <laughs> the Bible like no other. I sat with him every day, um, prayed, read anything I could get my hands on to read, you know, other people's books, anything that my pastor would recommend and anybody that they were connected to or ministries they knew of or followed or whatever. And I just absorbed anything and everything that I could and just, you know, and then it was in 97 because it was, um, it was a couple of years, the Brownsville revival, but it was in the late, late 90s is when the, the, the pastors took me to Brownsville. Okay. And we were in Arizona, and uh, I had been saved um, for about two and a half years, and the pastors knew. They were just like, this girl's got to go to Brownsville, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> because I was so such a fireball. And so they came to me, and they said, <laughs> you know, we're going we're gonna go to Brownsville because there's a major revival happening, and they were going to take all the pastoral staff, and we're going to go spend a week there in the glory. And I was like, I don't know what none of that means, but I'll go. <laughs> And, um, and so they took me and I was, that's where I received my first impartation officially of fire. And I was there under David Hogan and Steve Hill. David Hogan was oh, there wow. when I was there. He's another fireball. And yeah, my first experience with David Hogan was <laughs> then, and I was barely saved and I knew nothing. And I wow. was actually scared, pretty scared to death of him actually. But <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? Um, but, uh, and he was flinging his. Uh, that's when he at the, the at Brownsville he would fling his um, handkerchief of fire, and so I got flung with it and <laughs> got zapped, and he, it was like fire, 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 you know, uh-huh. and and so wow. uh, I received a couple of impartations, and so then I came back from a Brownsville and was just even worse. If you if there was even a way to be worse, even more <laughs> of a fireball, and. Uh, <laughs> I just grew exponentially uh, and, you know, mainly in my private life first. And so, sure. yes, I was a part of the church. I was young. Then I had a baby and then I was, you know, working in the nursery and I was training to do kids church. And then I did, I did worship. Um, I was on the worship team and I sang and um, I was doing all these things right, like right out of the gate. But it was my time with the Lord that was like my first, like when I was at home, it was Jesus. Hmm. When I was not like at work or taking care of the boys when they were babies or whatever, it was Jesus. So I would get up really early and I would sit with him for hours. And anytime I would get a break, I would sit with him again. And then I would sit with him again before I went to sleep. And it was like, I could not get enough Jesus. And I love it. So cultivating that is what allowed me to then have what I needed to keep growing in everything else that he was calling me to. So then eventually um, I was a kid's pastor, then I became a full-time youth pastor with Assembly of God, and then um, went to Bible college, was ordained with them, and did all that. And through this whole process, if you don't mind me sharing, basically the reason I have an ex-husband is because he did not get radically saved like I did. And so he went to church, he grew up with it, his parents went to church, but he had ran away from it. And so when he met me, he was not serving Christ. And so he did go to church, 
Um, he attended, but you got to remember he was quite a bit older than me, and oh, sure. uh, he just he just didn't it he just didn't submit, and he didn't want to submit necessarily ever the whole time. And it, it didn't matter how much glorious things God was doing, seeing miracle signs and wonders, being a part of revivals. It didn't matter. It didn't stick on him. It just didn't stick, and oh. I couldn't make it stick, and so. Uh, fast forward and, you know, my, uh, we we had planted the church where I was lead pastor and then my prophetic ministry started taking off. And I had been before the the YouTube channel ever took off. I had been doing miracle healing services. I had received, uh, an impartation from Rick Shelton and I I was invited to a personal lunch for pastors only by the pastors of Fresh Start Church in Arizona who are currently still in revival. They've been in revival for years. And they invited me to this lunch, and it was like going to be with like nine other pastors, and I could receive an impartation directly from Rick Shelton, and he was just going to speak into our life. And so I was invited to that, and he laid hands on me and didn't release an impartation of fire, and that literally sent everything. So it was like Brownsville, all the years of my faithfulness, now Rick comes in and imparts to me, and it's like it was like the fires came together and like a big old fireball and all of a sudden I'm all this crazy stuff starts happening. Uh, when people are near me, they can feel hot wind blowing around me. When people would stand too close to me, when we would do a prayer call or an altar call or whatever, they would come up to the altar. They couldn't stand near me or they'd fall out slain in the spirit that I didn't fully know yet what to do with it. I had been, I was already a lead pastor, you know, ministering to people you know, a prayer warrior, mm. a prophetic intercessor, like I'm doing all these things, but wow. this was a whole nother level. And so I basically went back to Rick <laughs> in a very mm. nice way. And I'm like, okay, you did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> so please help me to know what I'm doing now. And so, um, so he helped me and he mentored me a little bit and told me what I needed to do, how to do it, how to understand what was happening with the impartation and all that. And so, and then that's when I began having uh, miracle healing services in two, 2016 and I just obeyed the Lord and all kinds of blind eyes were being opened and, and just massive really? miracles were happening. And all this time, I released prophetic words in service all the time. You know, I was already moving in the, the prophetic and doing all that. I would release a word. I would always get a word during worship, and then I would come up and take the mic, and I would say, the Lord just spoke to me and said that there's those of you in the room that um, you have this wrong with you, or you've been battling this demon this week, and he wants to deliver you, and I would just call people up, and then people would come up, and then next thing you know, we would have, you know, 40 people laying all over the floor, and I was just like, I'm just being obedient, and so that whole thing happened, and and so Mm -hmm. then... I had just began, I had started the channel in 2018, and during all this, um, just so you understand, so I don't totally skip over why I have an ex-husband, is he was participating with all these things, with the church plant, he was around, but he never actually submitted to God, Uh, there was still sin happening at home on his part, Um, lots of bad sinful behavior, uh, abuse abuse to my, to our sons, but not like, you know, it was real physical abuse, like real abuse and not just like a spanking. It was real abuse. And so I just kept going to the Lord. I was like, I'm, I just kept walking in forgiveness and 
just like I have to have mercy. I, I'm just going to press into Jesus even more. I'm nobody. And this is kind of was my thought that kept me in the relationship so long was I just kept saying, I'm a humble servant. I'm nobody. I was a sinner too. And I can't ju- keep judging my husband or I've got to walk in forgiveness. And I felt like, you know, I needed to do that. And I, and so that's what I did for many years, our entire marriage. And, but it just, it escalated sure. to a point and it was happening around, it started to escalate to a really bad point around 2020. And the behavior just became so bad that, okay. and then I had, yep. to, then I, the God started giving me prophetic dreams and I knew what they were leading up to because that's what I do is prophetic dreams. And I knew what he was telling me. And I just told the Lord, I said, you know, I will not get divorced. I don't want to do that. I, I've stayed this long. I need right. you to help me figure out what I'm doing. And that's when he told me I needed to separate so that God could deal with him and take my hands off. He's like, Liberty, take your hands off. It's sure. been all these years and he's still not submitting to me. You can't make him. You need to hand him over to me. And so... Sure. I got with my sons and I, I told them what was happening, but they knew because, sure. you know, they, they lived with him. They knew yep. and right. they agreed and they were like, no, he has really bad behavior and he, somebody, something needs to happen with his bad behavior. Like it can't just keep being allowed to happen. And so they agreed, we all agreed. And so, and so that's when we split and it was through all that, that literally the Lord, you know, was just like, Liberty, you're done. You know, I'm taking you out of prison. I'm getting you out of jail. Your name stands for freedom. I'm setting you free from abuse and from what right. you've been dealing with since you were 16 years old. And so, right. so then what happened was, is my ex started going through his own whatever. He finally admitted that he never got saved, never submitted to God. Wow. Um, and he admitted the whole thing that. You know, but of course it was obvious because the behavior was very bad. And so uh, usually people slowly come out of the bad behavior and they don't just keep doing it. And our pastors had tried to help him. We went to counseling three different times for help because I told, before I was a pastor, because I told him, I cannot do this anymore. You've got to go to the pastor and you need to go get help from him because I can't keep doing this and you, you've got to stop and you need my, you need my pastor's help basically. So he did. He went and he submitted to our pastor and my pastor tried to help him, but he just, it just didn't stick. Nothing stuck. And he would be good for a few months and then go right back to the very bad behavior, the sin and all the other things. And so I just, when we separated, God just said, I want you to work on healing, work on healing your sons and just do nothing, just pray and work on healing. And so that's what I did. And then ultimately during the separation, he divorced me to, so he could be free to go be with someone else. Okay. And so, and he is, he's already remarried. Yeah. He lives in another state and he's doing his own thing. And so, and I hope, and I, my boys do too. We hope that at the end of the day, in some form, he fully finds Jesus. Right. Sure. You know, yeah. that's our heart, but that's why I ended up, I thought how I have an ex. And so, okay. but you know, the ministry blew up right before uh, around I started it in 2018 officially spirit move a prophetic channel and then uh, I was really getting heavily the prophecies about the shaking and the body of Christ of the church in 2019 and then um, my channel basically blew up the first part of if you want to call it blowing up I don't like the terminology but basically was sure. being acknowledged to yeah. the public you know yeah um, I know what you mean yeah um, the first part of 2020 and and so but basically he just told me 
as soon as COVID hit and then the church was shut down, everything was in lockdown, uh, he said, Liberty, you need to start getting on and releasing your words and being more serious about it. And I had already released some on the channel, but I had not been faithful with it because honestly, I was not a fan of social media and I really didn't want, want to record myself and get on and do that. And so mm-hmm. he kept prodding me and he was like, Liberty, I've given you things to say that only you can say the way you say them. Right. I didn't understand then what he meant by that. I do know now um, people like the fact that I'm real and I'm honest and absolutely, you know, that the way that I present things and my sassiness and everything, but I didn't know that at the time. And I was just like, I do know, do not know if I want to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I finally became obedient um, and then that's when basically everything started taking off and through the rest is history on that aspect. Uh, sure. The, the ministry just continued to grow, and we started a, a Spirit Move merch store because people were requesting my anointing oil and also my quotes, like my prophetic quotes, sure. like yeah. that I would post on, on Facebook and um, that would be based on a prophetic word. They would be like, we want that on a shirt. And so that's how we started a lot of our, our shirts cool. is yeah. just to uh, re- release the message, you know, the message of Jesus. And so, yeah, oh, that's that's awesome. Well, in an age of user-friendly churches, people are looking for other ministries like you who will tell it yeah. to them straight and not candy coat things or talk differently to different people, but you just lay it out there and yeah. whatever God's putting on your heart, and, and that just resonates with people, even when people maybe don't necessarily like it because maybe they're yeah. getting corrected or rebuked or something. I know yeah. it's happened to me. I know that. So I find it really intriguing that um, you were... All, you know, when you got saved, man, you got radically saved. There's a couple of things I noticed. And anoint, you were, God anointed you, not you got saved, and then you went and became part of the uh, Pentecostal church. You put your hand to the plow in every way possible, <laughs> in children's yeah. ministry and worship and in and uh, youth group and being youth pastor. I mean, unbelievable how you, you did absolutely everything that there, if you could fill a gap, you were there filling a gap, it sounds like. Yeah. And how with your heart, God sees your heart and you're, I'm, God, I just, you know, you're like gratitude and your passion for him because of what he pulled you and snatched you out of. And yeah. the prophetic part of your ministry is so intriguing. A lot of the body of Christ, a little bit of like asleep at the wheel as far as before COVID and not really yeah. in tune at large with what is actually going on in the body of Christ. And then with COVID, um, it absolutely made everybody say, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? You know, the world and the church and the church all of a sudden is craving like prophecy. What is, what are the seers saying? What is going on here? And I'm sure it's beautiful how God was like grooming you, preparing you, and putting you in the right ministries, the right environments, the right influencers in your life, anointing you and and increase anointing like Elijah to Elisha. And you're like, okay, what do I do with all this? (laughs) And it's beautiful because it positioned you to so that when COVID came, it wasn't you were fully prepared for what was about to take place in your ministry. And yeah. um, what was needed. Yeah. Right. 
And it, what a need. Yeah. And I think the body of Christ, I was like um, separating the goats and the sheep. And church as usual is uh, not happening anymore. Those that want to cling to it are, it, just, it makes me feel sad because just trying to play church yeah. is yeah. such just checking off the box saying, okay, you can't, can't do that anymore. I mean, that's just when we um, moved from Minnesota down south and Kevin worked with the ministry in Branson, I said, you know what? I want to be like Jesus taking his cloak off and getting on the ground and washing the disciples' feet. That's what you're calling us to do. And I want to lean into your heartbeat and hear what is your heartbeat? What are you saying? And not ask, bless my ministry, bless what I'm doing, Lord. No, I want to be part of what you're doing. It's already blessed. And let us help keep up to you because you're moving. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like this Amen. is you. Yeah. This 100%. is you. You are so much saying, listening to his heartbeat and then, and speaking it out when he gets says, okay, now share that. I already gave it to you, and now it's time, you know. And you're you're hearing him so clearly because of what you experience, and you know what the world and Satan has to offer, and it's awful. You saw up yeah. close, so that when you saw the beauty of Jesus, I mean, he knows he can trust you. You've proven yourself faithful. I just absolutely love your vulnerability and willingness to share your testimony, your life story, because I think life stories impact so many that maybe, um, I think, closet Christians and people hiding in society, in life, they'll hear something like your testimony and say, that's me, or I can relate to that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, God can ignite in their hearts like there is hope. There is there is a reason I'm even existing, you know, because, boy, yeah. talk about a, a society full of a lot of people with hopeless uh, and not feeling like there's any point or purpose to their life and so many wanting to just leave and have, and it just breaks our hearts. And I think I'm so grateful for you uh, sharing because, it, there, I mean, you can't get much. Uh, that is a pretty low point you've been at and uh, feeling rejection and hopelessness. And yet look yeah. at what God has done and how he came to you and he met you and where you're at now. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Lord has fun with people like you, honestly, because <laughs> <laughs> I can just see him coming alongside of you every day and be like, okay, Liberty, let's go. Let's go, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's go after it. And you do, yeah. and that's why yeah. you're used so mightily. You're willing to, and you do it. It's like, okay, done. That one's checked off. Now let's go. Next one. And on and on. Yeah. And uh, like throughout on your ministry, it's just powerful. Yeah. So few willing to do that. That It's just wonderful. You're a breath of fresh air, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what... um. What do you feel like the Lord is is saying through you now about the body of Christ and preparing and maybe you do or maybe you don't think you see what's coming or maybe you can or can't talk about um, it at this time, but what are you seeing at the moment? Um, right now, I see that um, the Lord, besides the shaking, which we all already know is, has been upon us, especially since 2020, I believe that the preparation of the pruning and the clearing out and the exposing, there's been a lot of that these last four years, especially. And I feel like there's probably more of that coming, but I also feel like there's on the, on the positive side, not that it's not all positive, but 
on, on the encouraging positive side, there's things that those of us that have been faithful, who have not shrunk back, who have stayed faithful to what the Lord is saying, what he's doing, we won't, we won't quit, we won't give up. We're, we're going to be a part of the end time remnant. We're going to be a part of the army and we won't shrink back from that. Our faithfulness, there's so much that's been built up like treasures in heaven that have been built up that it positions us to be under an open heaven. And so for those who let's say, do what I do, do what you do and others who are faithful faithfully sticking to it, no matter what's going on and obeying the spirit and, um, not denying the Holy Spirit and, you know, not walking in religion and doing it the way that he's called us to do it. We, there's a buildup of treasures and I had released the word about the fountains of the deep. And I feel like that's especially for this next year, the, the big thing right now that he's doing that's on the encouraging side, that's not necessarily scary or a warning is that there's going to be provision for those of us, the faithful remnant, the faithful body of Christ, to keep doing what he's called us to do, even in the midst of turmoil, stuff happening all around us, people losing jobs, COVID trying to come back. Uh, we all know that, you know, I prophesied that, a form of it, they're going to, it was going to be coming back. But mm-hmm. um, it, it, all the tactics, all the stuff that's happening in the world with politics, that at the end of the day, what's been stored up for us is there for us to use. And it's going to begin to be released so that we can use it. But on wow. the flip side of that, anytime the fountains or water, you know, when the water runs, it clears things out. And so at the same time as what's being released might be refreshing to you or refreshing to me, to someone else, God's going to be cleansing and uh, clearing out and removing filth. We don't like to hear that part, but I think just as you guys said it earlier, the state that the body of Christ was in, especially by 2020, being asleep, which means if you're asleep, you're apathetic, you're complacent and most likely you are a Christian living in sin most of the time. You're, you're having worldly carnal behavior. You're not Christ-like necessarily because you're apathetic. You just, you don't really care and you'll go to church on Sunday, but that's about all you're going to give. And those people cannot be, deliverance can't come overnight. Now it did for me, but not everybody's story is, is that quick and easy. And the Lord can't deliver the entire body of Christ of the filth, the carnality, the stuff that's bled in and crept into the church, whether it's religion or real filth. I mean, that's filth too, but you know, like the the bad behavior of pastors and stuff being exposed and uh, the other type of sinful behavior, it cannot be washed away in one moment. And so I believe this era that we're in 2020 to 2030 is the cleansing is literally the cleansing and the exposing I'm not saying the shaking won't go beyond that because God is always, if we pray and we allow him to move in our life, exposing and removing if we allow him. But for those who are not asking him to expose, that are not allowing him to remove things, he's going to do it on his own because at some point he's got to have the wheat and the tares. He's got to separate them. Yep. And that's the big thing that I feel like on the side that you might want to say is a warning is, it's like, this is the season we're in. God is saying, what side are you on? Right. Because yep. you can't be, you, you can't be lukewarm. I will not accept lukewarm. He's very clear about that in his word. So what side are you going to be on? 
Are you going to be a tear that's burned in the fire or are you going to be a wheat that can hold up and allow me to purify you and you submit and obey so you can be my remnant? Or are you going to end up being one of the ones that end up falling away? And you guys already know we've had, we've seen a lot of people fall away and it's heartbreaking. You know, we we don't like seeing when people get exposed, especially when they, for instance, I'm not, I won't name names, but I had addressed it. I think a year and a half ago or two years ago, you know, when you have big ministries, like let's say Hillsong and it's not a negative thing. We don't judge. It's not like that. Uh, We love them very much, but it's like when something, it seems to be such a large impact on the earth and then there's an exposure, it can be very hard and hurtful to people. So I've addressed that to help people understand, you know, this is what God has to do and we have to be okay with it. And it hurts. I mean, it breaks our heart. I mean, nobody wants to hear that somebody is not all in when they've been pretending to be, you know, or looking like they are and they're not, you know, and so... You know, it, it definitely puts us in a position of uh, we better we should be definitely checking ourselves because right. we need to be humble and right. we, it's important that we remain humble. We don't judge. It should break our heart. It shouldn't. We shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, can you see? Did you see what happened with this person? No. First of all, that just is not our business. And secondly, we're to pray for them and their family, and our heart should break. And we should be broken for those who God has to expose because he has to cleanse his body. He can't use a body that's only half clean, you know, or half in. It's just like if somebody has a stroke, half your body does not work. God's not coming back for a body of Christ that's had a stroke. Yeah. You know, he's coming back for a body that's fully working and functioning with him as the head. And he's not sick, you know, he's not sick. He doesn't have filth. And so he's, he does, he's not going to want us to have it either. And it, and it, it doesn't feel good when it's happening. So that's the warning side that if you ain't all in, you should be a little scared and you should care and you need to be paying attention to your walk with Christ and you need to have repentance and make sure that you're all in and not one foot in, you know, and for the body of Christ, the part, the people that are all in, man, he's been showing me so many encouraging things. He's like, Liberty, those that are obedient to me are going to be just like the apostles, Jesus' apostles back in the day. They got attacked. All kinds of stuff was happening in the world, but they were unkillable. And they were under an open heaven. God always made a way. They always had provision. They always had a way to eat. They always had a way to travel and do what he was calling them to do. It doesn't mean they didn't get whipped and they didn't get beaten. But and there, there wasn't attack. But the Lord said, "Liberty, even if all the scary stuff is happening, there will be a special protection on those who are the real deal. That are the all-in ones. My true remnant will be under an open heaven. And what that means is, we will have what we need to finish our job on earth, whatever it is on His behalf, while we're here. And but it doesn't mean we're not." Like with COVID, it doesn't mean, I mean, we had family members die of COVID. It broke our heart. It doesn't mean we're unaffected and the devil doesn't try to come against us and bring death and destruction into our homes. But at the same time, the Lord is saying there is a joy unspeakable that comes from the fountains of the deep. There is treasures that come from the fountains of the deep that have built up on your behalf because of your faithfulness. You can draw from it and you can trust it. And it's not a prosperity message. You know, it, it has, it's not even like that. He's not saying, oh, you're going to get rich. No, you're already rich. You know, right. Right. We're, we're already rich. 
because we have Jesus. And so Amen. <laughs> um, anything else is just a blessed addition. We already are who we are and have victory because of what he did on the cross. And so, but he does love us and he is going to provide. It doesn't mean, like I said, we're going to be totally unaffected, but there will be a special right. provision for those who are actually doing what they're supposed to be because he needs us to keep doing it. Right. You know, so I have a friend in ministry who he calls us the unkillable ones. Mm-hmm. There's going to be just like the apostles were unkillable until it was their time. That's so good. I want to be an unkillable one. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. And you know, as you know, painful as it is for the body of Christ, the whole body to see the pruning and, you know, like in the summer pruning back, shrubbery or mm-hmm. you know it's always yeah. uh it hurts and we those we weep with those who weep those that go through it you kind of feel it with them and yet you rejoice and you want it because if you, it yeah. didn't happen you would it's like heavy weights of excess of of and it it can't go before we're coming to a point of be holy as I am holy. And things that yeah. were overlooked previously, it can no longer be overlooked. Those secret sins or those things, plain yes. church. And it's like, how can the Lord pour out his glory on a part of the body that is just knowing, you know, uh, transgressing their conscience? Maybe they know they shouldn't be doing such and so, but uh, it doesn't matter. Or, you know, he's all grace-filled. He'll forgive it. That day is past yes and god's raising the bar and saying it's like the heat a pot of gold and the heat is being turned up and the dross is coming to the surface and what are you going to do are you going to hang on to that crud and that yuck and that filth or are you going to let him skim it off so that you can shine more brightly and he can pour more of his glory into us and you know and to Mm -hmm. affect a world around us we all have people around us that just need hope and so, but it starts mm-hmm. in the house of the Lord. We've got to allow him to do the pruning in each of us in the yeah. body of Christ so that we are prepared for this huge outpouring that's, a, you know, going to take place. But he first has to deal with us. And um, yeah. thank you for, you know, speaking this prophetic word. I'm going to have to go back and listen to your prophetic word on the deep, bringing up how God's bringing up, did you say deep waters? Yeah, the fountains of the deep, just like with Noah, when the Lord let him know the rain is about to start, he basically said to him, the fountains of the deep are about to open. And so with Noah, he was protected, so the water made him rise. Oh, so let that blow your mind. Right, right. The water made him, made him rise, <laughs> and he ended up being above it all with Jesus, and <laughs> wow. everybody else was wiped out. What a picture. Yeah. yeah. It wow. reminds me of a thousand you fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but only an onlooker shall you be. It's almost like Noah yep. was an onlooker of yes. of the reward of the wicked and those that didn't come in to him, you know. Yeah. Wow. Well, good stuff, Liberty. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, we've, <laughs> beautiful. This is, uh, you're beautiful. Let yeah. me tell you, your heart, Thank you. you as a person, you're absolutely beautiful. You have beautiful feet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, truly. You guys are beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely a privilege to get to meet you, to talk with you, to share uh, over uh, the things of the Lord. It just uh, fills my soul. <laughs> I go away full today. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. No doubt. You've got some events coming up, don't you? 
Yes. Um, we're going to be in California next weekend uh, on the 27th and the 28th. I believe are the date, Saturday, the last Saturday and Sunday. Um, I'm not looking at my calendar right now, but I believe those are the dates, 6.30 p.m. Um, at basically in the L.A. Long Beach area. And it's going to be a free uh, fire and glory nights that we're doing. Wow. And so we will be there in California. And the info is at our website, uh, spiritmove.global. Uh, and you can get info there. Um, some other events are not on there yet, but then we're going to be in Blackwell, Oklahoma, March 9th and 10th. We're going to be doing uh, revival fire nights um, there, Oklahoma fire nights. And uh, from there, we're going to be, I'm going to be doing an anointed to win conference in June based on my book I released uh, with charisma called mm. anointed to win. And that's going to be a deliverance conference. And then we will be, I will be doing a dream conference about uh, dreams and visions and activation of dreams and visions um, in August. And then all the stuff in between that is uh, I will be going to Kenya to do a crusade. I will be going to Pakistan to do a crusade. And, um, it's truly then, turned into a world ministry, hasn't it? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's great. And what's your website again? Spiritmove.global. Okay. And what uh, what socials do you want to give out that you are on? Well, we have uh, Facebook is Spirit Move Ministry, YouTube Spirit Move Ministry. And uh, the only thing that's not Spirit Move Ministry is Instagram. Um, it's just under Liberty Heist. Okay. Okay. All right. And so they can they can find it there, but but those are all the basic places that everything is posted. Great, that's perfect. And yeah, I definitely recommend following Liberty and Spirit Move Ministry. Is she puts out a lot of good content, so it's not just once in a while. I mean, you're pretty. Uh, are you daily on most of those platforms? Um. Yes. Mm-hmm. It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you're always popping yeah. up on my feed, which is great. Well, thanks again, and um, hopefully uh, maybe someday down the road we'll get an update from you and um, hear what you're doing at that time. Yeah, I would love to um, definitely come on with you guys again, and that would be great. Great. That would be awesome. Thank you so much, Liberty. Yep, thank you. Thank you.